Everybody needs an Uncle Buck in their life. I agree. But his name is Bill, a.k.a. Buck. Like, that's <laughs> one of the freaking nicknames for it. That's what you get. Yeah. You should choose that. Always. God damn! It's almost like the nickname Butch. Like, it's so aggressive. It is. Like, you have to eat butter from a stick if your name is Buck. <laughs> <laughs> just some square jawed corn fed <laughs> inbred motherfucking named buck this is buck anyone out there named buck we're sorry yeah. we're totally stereotyping <laughs> also it's a cool name i fucking love it i would go by it yeah if my parents had named me like billy you know like the girl version like yeah. i.e i'd definitely go by buck uh yeah I'm, my name's book this <laughs> I'm Buck. Well, my, like, family nickname is Butch. That's true. And I fucking own it. Yeah, you do. I never once, like, through my childhood I was called it all the time or whatever, and I questioned it, like, why do you call me Butch? But I never once was, like, embarrassed by it. I was like, yeah, fuck yeah, that's my nickname. I'm everybody butch. calls me Butch. <laughs> <laughs> and by everybody, I mean mainly my grandpa. Only my grandpa. <laughs> also, I thought this was a thing that, like, all grandparents nickname their kids. Like, that you never go by your real name. It's a nickname. But mm. I, I think that's just my family. Yeah, it's just your family. It's so weird. I've heard my grandpa. I heard. He's no longer with us. I heard him say my name once in my entire lifetime. And it was the weirdest moment ever. I was like, did you forget my nickname? <laughs> did you forget my... Did I do something wrong? Yeah, but it was always, hey, Butch, you know, get me this or do this or whatever. That's and so my funny. brother was Rawhide. Rawhide. Those are some pretty cool nicknames. <laughs> they are. They're, well, you had the desert family growing up, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. Well, yeah, my grandpa would go out to the desert in the yeah. winters. But you always had like a handle or whatever, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. That's probably exactly where it came from. Yeah. He's just yeah. like, oh, all my friends have handles. Yeah, so. no, that's a really good point because that's how they communicated all the time was through the CB radio. Oh, yeah. Yep. See, you're dating yourself now. Yeah. I mean, they didn't have cell phones. And even when my grandpa did have a cell phone, he still communicated to everybody on that CB radio. <laughs> all right, Stacy. Yes. Welcome to episode 27. Woo! Of I Said Goddamn. Can you believe it? It's been so long. I know. Oh, that reminds me. Some people have been like hearing our promos on podcasts and stuff and then just now giving us a listen for the first time, right? That's true. Which is fucking amazing. And welcome all new listeners. We fucking yeah. love you. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> Why don't but... you take a seat right there? <laughs> you want some sweet tea? <laughs> How about some cookies? I'll get you some sweet tea. Ha have a cookie. <laughs> I'll be right back. I just have to go put the laundry in. <laughs> God, I miss my calling. I know, you did. <laughs> Anyways, but people are like, hey, we just we I don't know why I'm saying we I just binge listen to you guys and you know really like the show that kind of stuff right yeah and then I think that's like fucking an entire day of, listening? of just listening yeah. to us talk about murder it's like a solid 26 hours so far yeah and it's about to be 27 yeah for all you future bingers out there welcome and fucking you're doing great on the marathon yeah <laughs> god damn that is a lot of binging <laughs> keep trucking i and promise like, it doesn't get better this has been a whole day of your life and even if you're not marathoning and you've just listened to every episode as you come along we have stolen an entire day of your life yeah and we're gonna steal more yeah we're keeping it. You oh. can't get that shit back. We hope it's worth it. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Trust me. <laughs> okay. Give me your goddamn Aaron. Okay. So the other day I was at work 
and I was talking to one of the guys that I work with and there's a, he has like a little half wall that sits in front of his desk. And so I was leaning against said half wall uh-huh. as if to be like, I'm just going to rest my body here. So right? baby. While I'm talking to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> hey, and are you working or what? <laughs> it wasn't sexy at all. I was just <laughs> leaning against it. But like the friend of me was leaning against it and it's a little half wall. And uh-huh. then he said, you got something going on down there? And looked at my belly, and I was like, pardon? And oh. I looked down, and my belly, my little pooge, was hanging out over the little wall, because I was just like, ugh, <laughs> I'm leaning against this. He thought I was pregnant. <gasps> and he said that yeah. out loud? Yeah. Does he so, know when you're pregnant you don't lean against shit like that? No, I don't think he does. <gasps> so I think it's time that I need to start running or something. <laughs> you're like the skinniest motherfucker in the whole entire world, too. So yeah, well, did he, was he embarrassed after? I just kind of poked it and was like, nah, that's just a burrito. <laughs> I like made a joke about it. <laughs> that's but, my food baby that yeah. I'm going to poop out in a minute. <laughs> God damn. Yeah, that was rough. And then literally Fuck. the next day, the lady that I work with was like, are you pregnant? And I was like. <gasps> No, like, what the fuck? Why would they see that? And then I went into the office, and I was kind of like, what the hell, man? Like, she thinks I'm pregnant, blah, blah, blah. And he had, like, overheard it, and he's and I had told him about the first guy asking if I was pregnant. And he's like, is that just a thing? And then he goes, I would like to clarify that when I asked if you were pregnant the other week, that's three this week. Damn. That it was just because I had quit energy drinks. And he's like, oh, "Oh, are you pregnant? Ha, ha, ha. Like, that kind of a joke. And I was like. God damn You're it. like, thanks for fucking clarifying, because right now I want to stab out both my eyeballs. Yeah, because right now I'm up to three. Three people this week have asked me if I'm God pregnant. Damn, maybe you're pregnant. Right. And, like, the universe just knows. Just everybody else knows and I don't. And they're like, hey, you should stop <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> doing the booze. You need to cool it candy. on your lifestyle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how rumors get started. She doesn't do nose candy. I don't. I don't do nose candy. <laughs> I don't do any drugs. <laughs> It's not even a joke. (laughs) I know. I don't know why I'm laughing. I'm just awkward laughter. (laughs) No jokes. No jokes here. Put it all away. (laughs) (laughs) Well, God damn, that fucking sucks. Yeah. So that was pretty rough. And, uh, you know, I'm a little self-conscious about me. Pooch. My pooch now. My panza. My fupa. My... (laughs) There's many names for it. Well, you and every other woman in the rest of this goddamn world. Fucking right. But they don't have obtrusive work buddies let's say shit like yeah. that <laughs> if you don't see the baby coming out don't ask yeah that's the that's the best way to handle that hard rule yeah fuck that shit well goddamn yeah that's so rude that people say that to you <laughs> i know i was like tight anyway that was my fucking week yeah that's stupid i hate it <laughs> what's your goddamn stacy <laughs> okay my goddamn is last night okay first of all i have two dogs that bark a fucking lot i think mm-hmm. i've mentioned that before mm-hmm. multiple times on this podcast and we have a retaining wall in our backyard that holds up a mountain. That retains things. <laughs> that retains dirt. Uh-huh. And our dog jumps up on it. Chelsea, the bigger dog, she jumps up on it and she runs along the fence up there because up there there's a little tiny like toy poodle that lives next door. Oh, yeah. And his name is Harley. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> and Chelsea goes fucking nuts and like barks at her and tries to like look at her through all the little cracks and stuff. And so she has a way to, like, go up there. There's a gradual sloping hill in the back that she can, like, run up it. 
but she never uses that. She just like fucking gazelle jumps over the retaining wall onto that dirt patch, runs like crazy, and then she gazelle jumps off of it. Yeah, I've seen her do it. It's fucking impressive. This yeah. wall is like a solid five feet tall. Yeah, it's like if you're standing up next to it and you want to put your beer down on the wall, it's like eye level with us. Yeah, and she's <laughs> and just we're like, like five oh, feet tall. <laughs> one height, one little hop. Boop. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't even need a fucking running start. <laughs> okay, so she does this forever, and every time she does that, I'm like, we should be careful because someday she's gonna hurt herself. Like she needs like oh, fucking. No puppy stairs or something <laughs> and the other day oh my god i noticed that she was kind of like whimpering a oh. little bit but then i checked like her legs and the like armpits of her legs were red because she was just chewing on them yeah so i was like oh okay she just has like fucking dry skin or, or hot spot or whatever yeah so i wasn't that worried and then last night I was sitting on the bed and I was researching for our patreon episode <laughs> and chelsea jumped up on the bed which is nothing for her. And she kind of got stuck and, like, couldn't get all the way up. Like, her hind legs were struggling. Oh, no. And she had her ears back and she looked so sad. And then she laid down on the bed and she just, like, plopped down all sad. And I was like, what the hell was that? Because she's young and spry. Like, yeah. she's only a couple years old. And then I went out into the living room and then Chelsea walked out. And Lee was like, why is she limping? <gasps> And I was like, I thought something was up when she couldn't get up on the bed. And then the other day, too. And so we were, like, looking at her legs. And we found, like, a little sore spot on... You know how it's, like, the fucking backwards knee? No, it'd be, like, the heel of the dog. But you know how it's up really high? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, on that little spot, there's, like, an open sore with a Aww. cut. So I don't know if she just cut herself and it was hurting or if she, like, hurt her legs or hips from jumping or something. But now I'm convinced that we need to build her puppy stairs. And I'm <laughs> super convinced she won't ever fucking use them. Yep. But And she's still, like, the moment she hears something, she's like, rah, 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 and, like, goes crazy and doesn't act like she's all hurt anymore. But, yeah. like, at night last night, she was, like, so sad looking. That's because she knows how to milk, you guys. She does. And she's <laughs> doing, like, the sweet little face and, like, mm, pet my fucking forehead. Oh. And so, whatever, right? Like, that was really sad. There was no vet visit or anything insane like that. But it's just, like, oh no my puppy and then my small dog goober who i've had for like mm, i don't know 13 fucking million years <laughs> yeah at least yeah in the middle of the night well right before we went to bed he started making this weird sound and i like sat up and he was shaking and like <gasps> making like kind of like every time he'd swallow it sounded like a popping sound or something oh god yeah and i was like what the fuck is going on and so i got him like a little piece of cheese and some water in a little cup <laughs> and I like gave him something thinking if there's like dog food or something stuck in his throat maybe yeah. this would force it down like, and he it. drank like this whole little cup of water and then he eventually like laid back down and was like happy as can be and was fine so I don't know what the fuck that was all about but then again in the middle of the night he started at it again and I was what? like what the fuck is going on with my dogs right now yeah and they just shake oh that's so sad I know and then goobs. after a couple minutes he just like laid back down and was fine so hopefully nothing comes of either of those whatever the fuck they were but I was like so heartbroken like my babies my puppies yeah and then I was feeling all guilty like what if Cooper's like dying right now because oh, he's old yeah what if I wake up and he's dead yeah because that's sad okay let's not talk about dead dogs anymore because that's really really fucking sad Long he's not gonna short. die they're not gonna die they're Ever. both very spry very spry little yes. individuals yes <laughs> individuals indepuptuals indepptuals <laughs> anyway sorry to bring it down but yeah God, okay geez. right now god damn oh well, i hope chelsea's is just a little cut you should put like neosporin on it we did say. oh good and by we i mean lee oh good I every mean. time i say we i mean lee <laughs> I, I understand that. We took out the trash. <laughs> AKA. We mowed the lawn today. Yeah. <laughs> we did so much yard work. <laughs> we even did the laundry. And then we changed the oil. <laughs> I get it. Okay. 
Are you ready for my motherfucking story? I am ready. Um, nope. Also, I would like to point out, if anyone hears some crying in the background, we had to switch our podcasting up again, and my uh-huh. child is outside. Don't worry, he's with my husband. No, he's unattended. We just gave him, like... We put him outside the door, and we were like, good luck! Yeah, a piece of raw <laughs> steak and a salt shaker. And gave him like, a rawhide. <laughs> later, loser. <laughs> That'll keep him busy, right? Nah, he's got two grown adults over there. But yeah, I just heard him, like, right behind me, and I was like, he's here. Yeah, so <laughs> you if you hear, hear that, and I can't edit it out, I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> it's adorable. Okay, my story this week is about Mel Ignato. From oh. Louisville, Kentucky. All right. Louisville. Louisville. And this happened in 1988. So, Mill Ignato. I'm sure I'm saying that right. because never Ignato? Oh. That makes, that sounds way better. That's how I would say it. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking hate saying names. We'll just call her Mel. Or him? Is it a him it's or a him. Her? Mel it's a him. Ignato. Okay. He was 50 and Brenda Schaefer was 36. Okay. And they had been in a relationship for two years and they were Ooh. engaged supposedly mel had like a lot of money oh okay and that's why a 56 year old is a 30 something exactly even though she's 36 i guess it's not really that big of a is gap it 56 and 36 50 and 36 oh 50 and 36 yeah it's not that big of a gap no not really but basically he was like her sugar daddy he could have gone younger i'm sure i'm speculating wildly but he had money and he was kind of a <laughs> dick so she stuck around because he had money <laughs> all right so they were in a relationship for two years and they were engaged and then on September 23rd of 1988, Brenda was like, fuck all this shit. I'm going to end these things with I'm Mel out. because he's abusive. Oh, no. Yeah. He was like, he was like abusive mentally. I'm oh. sure physically. I don't really know. He's just kind of an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And so Brenda tells her parents that she's going to break up with him and she goes to Mel's house. So her parents know like, oh, she's going to Mel's house, to break up with him. Let's see how this fucking goes. Right. Yeah. And. I guess she was going to drop off some jewelry, too, or something. There's, like, something about her jewelry. Oh, like the boyfriend box that you're giving back? Yeah. I was like, is this a fucking class ring? What's going on here? Yeah. I don't get it. Anyway, <laughs> I'm so I'm going to need my sneakers back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can't just walk away from 500 CDs. <laughs> <laughs> All of my CDs are in his truck. <laughs> <laughs> Little Dane Cook joke there. Yeah. Anyway, so she's going to his house, and she's got her breakup box with her, with his class ring. And Brenda never returns home to her oh, parents' house. No. And so her parents are like, uh, what the fuck? And they reach out to Mel. And Mel said that she had been there, like made it to his house, but he, that she had left around midnight. Mm-hmm. And when she left, she was alive and well. And I'm like, fuck So you always shady. take a friend to break up with someone. Yes. Like wait in the car. Yes. I waited in the car. You did. <laughs> Appreciate like, you. Stay strong. You look gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh my God. Okay. Yes. Anyway. So her parents are like, what the fuck mel what's going on and they call the police because they're like where's my daughter she's not home uh-huh. the police begin searching for her and they find her 86 buick regal abandoned on the side of the interstate oh shit interstate 64 for anyone in louisville uh, louisville louisville which was only a few miles from her home oh shit and when on the, the interstate that's on the an interstate, odd place to stop to, dump it yeah. yeah done here yeah an interstate is a freeway right technically yeah yeah, yeah. that okay. goes between states inner inner states <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i'm with you so far we're here to teach people things <laughs> yeah this is a learning podcast <laughs> so anyway when they find the car on the interstate mm-hmm. they find it with the windows broken out and it had a flat tire oh shit but brenda was like nowhere to be found okay so as the days pass on there's like no account for brenda's whereabouts and the police become more and more suspicious of mel since he was the last to see her alive yeah no big fucking deal there right mm-hmm. obviously 
So the investigators ask Mel to clear his name of Brenda's disappearance by testifying in front of a grand jury, his account of everything, like their relationship and what happened that night and all this stuff. That doesn't sound like a thing, but okay. Yeah, they're like, go in front of this grand jury and help us figure out what the fuck happened. Clear yeah. your name. You're not in trouble. You're just going to fucking go to trial real quick. <laughs> yeah, it's like a polygraph test on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> like With a panel of judges. That's not nerve-wracking. That. Yeah. So he was like, fuck yeah, I'm going to do that. <laughs> and so he does it. And during his testimony, he offered an alibi for that night. And his alibi went by the name of Mary Ann Shore, who also just so happened to be one of Mel's ex-girlfriends. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Mary was then asked to come before the grand jury and testify as well to back up, like, Mel's claims, right? Yeah. He's like, oh, I was fucking with her. So, you know. I don't know if he was fucking with her. (laughs) You know what I mean. Got him. Anyway, so while she's giving her testimony, the prosecutors begin to pick apart what she was saying, finding, like, a ton of contradictions. Uh Uh-oh. And she freaked out, and she gets up from the witness stand and runs away. What? (laughs) Fucking suspicious. You can just do that? I don't think so. I don't know know much about this. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know much about grand juries, but I feel like there's still like a fucking bailiff to be like, ah, sit your ass Uh, back down. Can someone stop her? (laughs) (laughs) Nope, she's free. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I guess if she's not arrested, that's true. It is rather suspicious, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you know, you the the prosecutors are like, got her, (laughs) (laughs) got him. (laughs) So she eventually comes back. And she caves in, and she gives a detailed account of how she and Mel had tortured, (gasps) raped, and killed Brenda Schaefer. Oh, no! Yes. Yes. So, Mary Why? Why is she involved in this? I don't fucking know. And honestly, I don't know that you're going to get that answer. Oh, God. (laughs) So... I mean, I'm sure you can get it somewhere. I just didn't Google that part. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't Google the why? Not going to get it from me. (laughs) Uh, Mary claims that Mel brought Brenda to Mary's house on September 23rd of 1988, the day that she went to go, like, break up with Mel and, like, give him his fucking jewelry and see his back for, quote-unquote, sex therapy. What? And supposedly Mel thought that Brenda was, like, very cold nature, and he thought that this would, quote-unquote, jolt her into better sex. Let's go to my ex-girlfriend's house so that you can get better at sex. Yeah, you need some sex therapy. And also, I'd be like, I'm breaking up with you. Yeah. I don't give a shit about your sex therapy. I'm going to go find sexier sex with someone else. Yeah, so maybe that was, like, the story he told Mary. Yeah. Mel told Mary. Yeah. I don't know. Or she's just fucking lying, which would be suspicious. But anyway, so Brenda obviously resists this, like, right? Like, I don't want to do this. And so she tries to leave, but Mel holds her at gunpoint. Wow. I'm pretty sure sex therapy has nothing to do with rape. Like, that's not one of the steps. No. No, I wouldn't think so. (laughs) He's not a very good sex therapist. Apparently. So he holds her at gunpoint, and then he strips her and ties her up to a glass coffee table. Gross. Super fucking gross. Every time I think of a glass coffee table, though, I just think of, like, is it 16 Candles, where the, like, nerdy redheaded kid with the braces Uh gets stuck in the... In the coffee table after the uh-huh. party. <laughs> yeah. Is it 16 Candles? Yeah, it is. It's one of those, like, fucking, you know. Older. Yeah. like Classics. Was that 16 Candles? Yeah. Okay. I'll stop <laughs> saying that. <laughs> hey, guys. This movie, 16 Candles? <laughs> <laughs> you should watch it. It's really good. Anyway, so he blindfolds her and gags her. And then they proceeded to beat and choke, sodomize, and rape her. Oh, my God. All while... Mary, the ex-girlfriend, documented with a 33-millimeter camera. (gasps) They took 105 photos of this. Oh, my God. Yes. No. Yes. And then... Why? 
because they're fucking crazy. That's awful. So they torture her for hours, and eventually Mel ends up killing Brenda with chloroform. And the, Jesus, yeah, like what? I guess suffocation. Well, I actually just heard this or learned oh, this that okay. you can overdose on chloroform; it'll stop your liver. You'll what? go into liver failure. Uh huh. That's interesting. Yeah. That sounds like a painful death. Not to make the story yeah. worse, but that doesn't sound fun. I don't you think, think it's like, oh, pleasant. you just fall asleep, but then like your liver, you need that shit. Yeah. To, like filter out all the bad stuff. So then it's just all in your blood and then you die. Yeah. Ugh. I don't know. I don't know. It could have been suffocation too, I guess though. I don't know. Like, it just said that he killed her with chloroform. If it's with chloroform, it was probably a chloroform overdose, which is bad oh, news bears. Oh God. I mean, all murder is bad news bears, but yeah. you know. That's fucked up. Yeah. Well, it gets worse. So the duo decide to bury Brenda's body in the backyard of Mary's house where she had some woods. This bitch should not be involved in this. All she had to do is be like, no, I'm busy today. Yeah, I don't want to do that. I don't know about all this. Don't feel like it. You know what I'm not licensed for? Sex therapy. Yeah, or killing. Also, I don't think this is some very good sex therapy. (laughs) Yeah. Mel. Let me document with some fucking cameras. Yeah, so creepy. Weirdo. Anyway, so they bury Brenda's body in the woods behind her house in a pre-dug grave. Like, they met up ahead of time oh, and dug this grave. Fuck. Yeah. Oh, that's some premeditated shit. Then. That's some premeditated shit. Mary, the ex-girlfriend, also confessed that her and Mel had, quote-unquote, scream-tested her house to see if you could hear anyone screaming if you were outside. Like, where in the house you would need to be so that no one could hear you screaming outside. And they determined that the living room was basically soundproof, which is (gasps) why they chose the coffee table to tie her to. That's so creepy. Why? Yeah. Fucking super premeditated. You know, this wasn't sex therapy. If someone wants to break up with you, just be like, deuces. Right. And you don't, like, dig a hole for sex therapy. That's not sex therapy at that point. That's premeditated murder. Yes. Yes. But you're right. If you're just trying to leave someone, just leave. Yeah. Or just let them leave. You know, it's not worth it murder fucking murder right so mary led investigators to brenda's grave where they dug up her badly decomposed body as she had been buried for over a year at this point (gasps) over a year yeah yeah that's crazy right so it took obviously took a while to like get to this point but anyway so dna and blood evidence aka semen was found on the body but it had decomposed so it wasn't any good Oh. I mean, this is in, like, the late 80s. But you have a solid confession. Yeah, from her, from Mary's account. But Mary is oh. saying that Mel killed her. And she's buried she in Mary's just, yard, so yep. that's kind of like, are you sure you didn't kill her? Yep. Oh, yep. God. So investigators had Mary wear a tap to try and get a tap? A wire. Yeah, a wire tap. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that only applies Was to she phones. But... Wearing tap wire or tap water? <laughs> anyway, okay, sorry. Just a so. faucet. <laughs> What's that about, Mary? Uh, Nothing. Can you talk into it? <laughs> Oh, God, we're stupid. So Mary was wearing a tap mm-hmm. or a wire, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I call it a wire tap. Yeah. Just, I don't know why. It's because I wrote tap oh, yeah. <laughs> and I want to say wire. Yeah. She was wearing a wire. Okay. Sounds more like CSI-ish. Yeah. So Mary was wearing a wire and her goal was to get Mel to confess to the crimes. Mm-hmm. And in exchange, she would only be charged with tampering with evidence and not like murder, assisting with murder or murder itself. Exactly. Yeah. So she does this. And on the tape, Mary tells Mel that she's really concerned because the FBI have been snooping around and she's afraid that they're going to find the body in the backyard. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also said something about, like, the property had been sold so and it was going to be developed, so maybe they would, like, dig it up, too. So she was 
Oh. Trying to bait him, right? Yeah, yeah. And so Melvin tells her not to worry about it. Like, don't worry about the FBI because, and this is the quote that I have, that place we dug is not shallow. Meaning, like, the body isn't shallow in the ground, so, like, they're never going to get to it. Yeah. Besides, that one area right by where that site is does not have any trees by it. Like, so he's saying, don't worry, the grave isn't is shallow. Yeah. It's really deep and there's no trees on the area where we du- where we buried her, so they're probably not going to have to like dig anything up or like develop it. There's nothing to like tear yeah. down. To it's just blank land. Dig out roots or anything. Yeah. Yeah, so so that's what he says, right? Okay. But the audio of the tape was super poor, but still the prosecutors were like we're going to charge him with murder. And this is 91 now, 1991 now. Mm-hmm. And so they used it as evidence in his trial. Okay. But the problem was, the jury thought, when they heard that recording, they thought that Mel had said, like, in his sentence, besides that area right by where that site is, doesn't have any trees by it, mm-hmm. you know that sentence? They thought that he had said safe and not site. So, besides, that one area right by where the safe is doesn't have any trees by it. So they thought he was talking about burying a safe like mm. where you keep paperwork yeah yeah <laughs> not a diamonds body. yeah not di- and diamonds <laughs> that's where i would keep them exactly anyway so they i, I wrote context clues people <laughs> <laughs> you're mad at the jury in your research <laughs> stupid <Seriously>? jury <laughs> yeah seriously. but what was buried was it a body or a safe <laughs> Yeah, seriously, you're talking about a murder trial, and you think that site means safe. I, I don't know, though. I guess it was really poor quality yeah. audio. Anyway, so, additionally, Mary, when she was up on the on the witness stand or whatever, she was, like, super giggly. Ew. And she wore short skirts to the trial, and so the jury felt that she wasn't a credible witness, and they believed that she had committed the murder and was trying to blame Mel for it. Oh, shit. So that's how the jury put all this together in their head, right? Like, yeah. he's talking about a safe. And she's trying to use this as evidence. Yeah. To like get maybe him one in time trouble. they buried a safe. Yeah. Because there's no evidence that links him to the crime, only her, because it's her property, right? And she has accounts on how this lady died. Yeah. Okay. So the jury ended up acquitting Mel of murder <gasps> charges because of this. Jesus. And the judge felt that the jury got this so wrong that he wrote a personal note to apologize to Brenda's parents. To oh be my like, God. I'm really sorry. There's nothing I can do. Can't the judge overwrite? the jury i no? guess not that's crazy. not when you go to a jury trial right yeah i guess he can over he can override things like what gets submitted as evidence and stuff yeah but if they rule it so he gets acquitted wow six months after mel was acquitted there was a carpet layer that was working in mel's home which he had sold to fund his defense. Mm-hmm. So as the carpet layer was pulling up a strip of the carpet in the hallway, he found a floor vent with a plastic bag taped to it. Okay. And when he opened the bag, he found all of Brenda's jewelry that she was returning the day that she had gone <gasps> missing and three rolls of undeveloped film. Oh, shit. Do you see where this is going? I see where this is going. So when the film was developed, it showed Mel was raping and torturing Brenda, exactly how Mary had described it. Oh, my God. And Mel's face wasn't in any of the pictures, but hair patterns and moles identified him positively (gasps) as the person inflicting this to her. That's crazy. So there's fucking pictures of her fucking tied down to a glass table. That's so sad. Being tortured. Yes. But here's the problem. Why would you keep those? 
Because he's a fucking murderer and they keep trophies and shit. Yeah, Why but then you, you don't document? take it when you fucking move your house. This is, I know, the last couple. Again. <laughs> the last couple. I get on like little tangents, huh? Yeah. Like topics. Like, yeah, you do. They leave fucking incriminating evidence. <laughs> Although they're probably hoping no one will find it here and it's the perfect place to lose it. Except for your name is tied to that goddamn home. Yeah. And lose uh, it in a park. <laughs> exactly. And like carpet. Carpet's a normal thing that gets replaced every so often. Ten years. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So here's the problem though. Okay. Mel was already found innocent for Brenda's murder. Oh my god, is it like the fucking double jeopardy or catch twenty two or exactly. the fucking Exactly. Due to the <gasps> double jeopardy laws, he couldn't be tried again for the same crime. I'm not even fucking kidding you. Well, couldn't he be tried for like the torture and rape at least? Well, instead he was brought to trial for perjury for lying on the stand okay. in his grand jury testimony. Uh huh. And he turned to Brenda's brother in court. And he admitted that he had killed Brenda, but that she had died, quote unquote, peacefully. Fuck that. Fuck you. What a dick. Oh my God. How mad are you right now? That's ridiculous. I'm so mad. (laughs) That's so sad. It's fucked up. What a fucking asshole. So Mel was sentenced to eight years in prison. And while he was there, he was also sentenced to another nine years for another perjury charge. Good. Also related to Brenda's case but a different testimony okay i guess there was like a couple that he did and so because he lied twice he got what could have been that like first the maybe your innocence or whatever yeah and then when the lady came and was like we did it and then he had to come back yeah yeah maybe so anyway so he got he got some time not enough for fucking murder no but he was released from prison in december of 2006 jesus yep and he moved into a home that was only four miles from where brenda (gasps) was murdered and then on September 1st of 2008, the ultimate karma struck. Oh, God. What happened? Are you excited? I'm ready for it. Yeah. Lay it on me. Mel was found dead in his home at the age of 70 years old with lacerations on his head and his arms. Jeez. That caused him to bleed to death. <gasps> was it the brother? It appears that he had fallen in his own own home mm-hmm. onto a glass coffee table. <gasps> really? And it shattered. And it cut him up so bad. Oh, my God. What the fuck? That's some cosmic karma shit right there. I feel like Brenda shoved him in the afterlife. Yeah, like her fuck ghost was dick. like, fuck you. And Isn't fuck your glass crazy? coffee table. Right. <laughs> exactly. Why would you have a glass coffee table? Like after that? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he liked him. Maybe Ugh. he got off on it. What a fucking creep. Right? There was a trail of blood from the coffee table to the kitchen and then to his room where he had eventually died. So it was like he was trying to find help or, like, get to a phone or something. Yeah. And then he just bled to death because he probably cut some important shit. Oh, my God. So, I mean, that's pretty fucked up and kind of sad, but also, fuck that guy. Right? He was, like, 70 or something at the time. He was, like, an old man. I have a soft spot for old men, but Uh, I'll let it go for this this one. This guy sounded like he was a dick. I'm letting it go. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. A neighbor who lived next to Mel described him as a sick elderly man who lived alone, and I guess the neighbor could often hear him at night ask Jesus to take him because he was in a lot of pain. Those must be some thin walls. I was going to say, <laughs> I can't hear my neighbors praying, but... <laughs> Unless he was just old and senile. I was just like, Jesus, take the wheel. I mean, I yell that a lot at work. Yeah, as a <laughs> joke. something messes up, Jesus, take me. <laughs> as a joke. Yeah. His own son even said, he will probably go down as one of the most hated men in Louisville. Maybe it'll just put it to rest that we all don't have to keep dealing with this over and over. His own son said that? That's what I hope. Yeah, that's what his own son said. Jeez. And I guess everybody had said, like, all people remembering him and shit was that he was kind of a dick. He had a lot of money, but he was just an asshole. 
And that's well, how he lived his life as an asshole. Fuck that guy. Right? Goddamn. Yeah. Goddamn. Isn't that crazy? But fucking karma, man. Serious karma. Got him back. Yeah, that is serious karma. So if you guys have glass coffee tables, please be careful. Yeah. Make sure that glass is tempered. Put like Nerf fucking pool toys around the edges. Pool noodles. <laughs> yeah, pool noodles around the edges. But it sounded like he fell on it. Oh. Like you fall into it head first or something, you know, like head Maybe he'd like dove into it to kill himself. This is dumbest way to commit suicide. We're not turning this into a suicide. <laughs> <laughs> We've done that enough. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I mean, maybe it was Brenda's ghost or maybe because if the neighbor heard him like being like, Jesus, take me. Maybe it was like, this is it. And he heard that old people die when they fall. And so he's like, I'm a fall. Ooh, maybe he just shattered it and used it as ways to slice himself up. Yeah, could have been that. Except for you would just slice your wrist, you wouldn't do your face. Probably not. I, I wouldn't. No. I Gotta leave do... the moneymaker alone. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Gotta look good for that open cast. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, goddamn. Well, on that note. Yeah. Why don't you give me your story, Erin? I will, Stacy. Are you ready for my story? I'm ready. Okay, so mine is about Roland T. Owen. Okay. It takes place January 2nd, 1935 in Kansas City, Missouri. Ooh, an older one. Yeah. KCMO. Kansas City, Missouri. Yeah. It was at the Hotel President, room 1046. Ooh. Buckle in. I'm buckled so, in. At Hotel President, a man checked into the hotel and signed the register as Roland T. Owen. He had a cauliflower ear, brown oh. hair, and a scar on his hairline. Very distinctive. Yeah. So he had no luggage except for a hairbrush, a comb, and a toothbrush. Okay. A bellboy brought him up to his room to be like, this is your room. Even though he Was had he no like luggage. Was he holding all three of those items in his hand? Like, I would like to sleep here tonight. <laughs> <laughs> no, he had them in his coat pocket okay <laughs> but the reason that we know that is because a bellboy brought him up and was like yo this is your room and then he unloaded the stuff in the bathroom and was like got my hairbrush and <laughs> my comb and my toothbrush that's a real fancy place where they unpack for you huh yeah well he didn't unpack for him he just stood there like this is your room i don't I, the guy had no luggage like, yeah i don't weird. know why the bellboy went with him but yeah. he did yeah let me uh show you the way yeah you can't figure out our logical numbering system yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's pretty screwy 1046 <laughs> comes right after 1044 Ooh. <laughs> so I guess the bellboy and him had a conversation on the way up to the room about how Roland likes another hotel better, but it was more expensive. Oh, shit. Well, damn. Tell yeah. me how you really feel. Yeah, right? Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Tight, dude. Yeah. You don't have to stay here. Well, but... It's not a Motel 6. Yeah. So then both of them left the room after the bellboy gave him the keys. So they both left, right? Okay. The next day, the maid came by to clean the room, and it was locked from the inside. So apparently okay. in this hotel, that's a thing. Like, there's a difference between locking it from the inside and the outside oh maybe it's like one's a deadbolt and then one's the doorknob yeah and it, it was be. a thing back in the day yeah yeah it's not like today Why where you just you... have the card and whatever i'm not sure how the locks actually worked but they did just say that there was it was a difference between locking it from the inside and locking it from the outside like one of the ways you had to lock it from the outside and one of the ways you had to lock it from the inside like there's no other way to do this particular lock interesting i don't get it and i didn't see pictures maybe it's not like a like it's only a key either which way you do it you have to have a key and then that would make sense in my head okay say that <laughs> <laughs> so the door was locked from the inside and apparently the maid was like housekeeping and <laughs> <laughs> that was a great rendition of a maid thank you housekeeping housekeeping <laughs> so roland answered the door and the maid was like 
well, sorry about that. I can come back. But he was like, nah, it's cool. And so she went in to clean. Okay. Well, his one toothbrush. Yeah, right. Well, I mean, I guess if he had, like, make the know, bed. A towel. Yeah. Yeah. So then, according to her, Roland seemed scared. And the curtains were all shut. And the only light was from a small lamp. Interesting. I don't know if I find that that odd. Yeah, I live like that in hotels also. But I'm not Me scared. Me too. Yeah. No, I'm not scared. But I was thinking the same thing. Like, I'm not like, oh, let's get some sunshine in this bitch. Let's just get some fresh air. Yeah, I'm like, oh, it's kind of dark. Turn on that small lamp that yeah. came in the room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so to me, not that weird. But apparently the maid was like, this is freaky. And the guy looks scared. Probably because she was like alone with him. And she's like, he's creeping me out. <laughs> yeah, it could be that too. So then after the maid cleaned the room, Roland asked her to leave the door unlocked because he was expecting a friend. Okay. And later that same day, the maid came by again to drop off fresh towels because she had taken the towels from the room. Uh And so she's like, hey, I got your fresh towels. And she saw a note on the dresser that said, Dawn, I'll be back in 15 minutes. Wait. Huh. And she's like, weird, whatever. Here's your towels. Okay. So then the next morning, the maid goes back to room 1046 and it's locked from the outside. Okay. The maid assumes that he had left, and so she just enters the room, and Roland's inside. What the fuck? Yeah. Okay. He's sitting in a chair in the corner in the dark. Okay. Yeah, and she's like, oh, shit, sorry. And he's like, you can clean. And she's like, okay. No. So then the maid's in there cleaning, and the phone rings, and Roland answers it and said, no, Don, I don't want to eat. I'm not hungry. I just had breakfast. Then he repeats, no, I'm not hungry interesting okay okay so then when he hangs up he starts talking to the maid and asking her like about her job and complaining about the price of the other hotel again oh weird that he likes better really can't drop it no really holding a grudge yeah he is (laughs) (laughs) and so then the maid didn't really consider that the door had been locked from the outside until after she left but if it was locked from the outside then someone would have had to lock him in there that's fucking weird yeah don don locked him in there probably yeah okay that's so weird. And he's yeah. just sitting there. Yeah. But then he didn't like, oh, thank God you came, maid, and like left. No. And kind of like you're saying, like, you must be able to get it, like, get out, right? Like, that's a little weird. Yeah. Like, you can't keep people in <laughs> Yeah, maybe he wasn't trapped, but maybe it was just weird because somebody would have had to lock him in. Yeah. Okay. So then later in the day, the maid brings fresh towels to the room because she had taken the towels again. And... She heard two men's voices coming from inside, and she called out that she had fresh towels, Uh and a really deep voice yelled back that they had enough towels. Because didn't she just come earlier that day and bring towels? No, that was the day before. Oh, okay. Sorry, I missed that part. (laughs) I missed the part where the sun went down and came back up. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, this is the the next day. Okay, and so a deep voice, perhaps Dawn. Mm, Yes, perhaps Dawn. Okay. But she had taken the towels, so she knew they didn't have any but she was so like, they don't have, yeah, he, like, they're, they're just saying that. Yeah, so she's like, whatever, they just probably don't want to be bothered. So she left. That same night, a lady named Jean checked into room 1048, which was right next door. Okay. And said that she heard loud arguing from men and women seemingly to be from room 1046. Okay. So then she was going to call the front desk to complain about it, but decided against it. Yeah, like, oh, I don't want to be that person. Yeah. And then that night at around 11 p.m., a man named Robert Lane was driving home and was flagged down by a guy running in the street. He said he didn't have a coat on, even though it was winter. Okay. It's January. Yeah. And he had a big scratch on his arm and was holding himself as if he had more injuries. What the fuck? And Robert said to the guy, you look as if you've been in it bad. (laughs) (laughs) 
rough night, huh? Yeah. <laughs> and the guy said, I'll kill that blank tomorrow. The newspaper oh, didn't print shit. what he said. Yeah. I assume it was fucker. Yeah. yeah. I'll kill that fucker tomorrow. Yeah. Robert then drove the guy to a taxi stand where he saw him get into a cab. Okay. That's pretty much that, but then later in the fucking timeline of life, he identified the man as Roland. Oh, that was... That was Roland. That was running oh. in the street and stuff. Yeah. But what did he say his name was? He didn't. Oh, okay. He's just okay. a guy, and he's Got like, it. yo, dude, you you okay? And yeah. the guy was like, bring me to a taxi stand, I'm So sure. Roland was running out with some injuries in the middle yeah. of the street without mm-hmm. his coat. Yeah, without his I coat. I bet he didn't have his brush or his comb or his, comb I, or his I toothbrush. I can't imagine he did. No. Yeah. And he said, I'll kill that blink tomorrow. Okay. So. Tomorrow. Yeah. things to do tonight. So then tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. Okay. The next morning, the bellhop gets a call from their phone operator person uh-huh. saying that the phone in room 1046 had been off the hook for 10 minutes without anyone using it. Oh, interesting. And so he's like, damn it. And he goes up to the room and the door is locked and there's a do not disturb sign on it. So he knocks and yells. He and, disturbs. <laughs> yeah, so he disturbs. And Roland yells for him to come in, and the bellhop is like, the door's locked, but he doesn't get a response, so he just yells for Roland to hang up the phone. And he okay. assumed that Roland was just drunk or something, so he was like, yo, hang up the phone. Yeah. I don't care what you're doing in there, just hang up the goddamn phone. Yeah, exactly. An hour and a half later, the operator calls again and was like, yo, the phone's still off the hook. Like, it was never hung oh, up. Oh, okay. He didn't listen. No. So the bellhop goes what up. What a half-assed job from the bellhop guy. Right? Like, <laughs> hey, fucking do the thing. That's my job. <laughs> we'll see if she complains again. <laughs> yeah. So then the bellhop goes up, and this time he lets himself into the room, and he sees Roland on the bed naked. Ew. But the bellhop is like, I don't get paid enough for this shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and just hangs up the phone and leaves. He assumes that Roland was just drunk. Okay. Was his eyes open? He, I think he was face down. Okay. So then he locks the door behind him and tells the manager about the whole situation. I assume in like a, can you fucking believe this guy? Yeah. I don't get paid enough for this shit. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That's not a quote. That's a me. So I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So then an hour later, the operator calls the front desk again and was like, hey, the phone is off the hook again and it's not in use. And so the bellhop goes up to the room and this time he finds Roland on the ground in the corner of the room, holding his head in his hands and surrounded in blood. What the fuck? Yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. Shit just got weird. What the fuck? Okay. So then he said there was blood on the walls, the bed sheets, the towels, uh, fucking everywhere. Okay. Mr. Bellhop guy calls the police and they bring Roland to the hospital. He uh, was still conscious. Was on the, it his blood? Yeah. He was still conscious on the way to the hospital and he said there was no one else in the room with him and that he had fallen against the bathtub. He uh, fell into a coma and then died. Oh. <gasps> Where was the the blood coming from? Apparently, Roland had been tortured. What? He had his arms, legs, and neck restrained by a cord. What? He had suffered multiple stab wounds to the chest, a (gasps) punctured lung. Ew, no, 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 no. And a fractured skull. What the fuck? Also. Was was the torturer in the room and hiding every time the bellhop came in? Am I getting ahead? (laughs) (laughs) Apparently, the injuries had been inflicted before the bellhop went into the room the first time because some of the blood was dried, so they estimated it had happened six to seven hours earlier. (gasps) What the fuck, right? What? So he was face down, so he didn't see the stabs in the chest. (gasps) Yeah. Or the fracture in his skull. 
I don't know how he missed the blood on the walls. I assume maybe it was dark in the room. Oh. And he, like, didn't turn on the light because he's like, this motherfucker, right? Oh, my God. Isn't that fucking scary? That's creepy as fuck. So they're thinking that Roland had tried to call for help, but <gasps> all he could manage was getting the phone off the hook. Oh. And he did it twice. He did it. Oh, my God. But he oh got freaking checked on three times, technically. Oh, my God. Yeah. So then when detectives searched the room, they realized that there were no clothes in the room, including the ones that he was wearing when he checked in. <gasps> so somebody... Took that shit. ...was in there. Yeah. Yeah. All of the amenities were gone, like the soap and the shampoo and stuff. <laughs> That's silly. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, hell yeah. A conditioner? A yeah. tiny bottle of conditioner? I love the smell of this lotion. Yeah. <laughs> there was no murder weapon. And there were four fingerprints on the phone stand. They were small, so they assumed that they belonged to a woman, but they were never identified. Fucking sexism. <laughs> right? <laughs> Could have been a tiny man. Yeah. They discovered that no one named Roland T. Owen ever existed in the U.S. <gasps> he was a spy. Bum, 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 bum. So they reached out to the public for help. Uh-huh. And the hotel that Roland kept complaining about with the high prices yeah. came forward and said that a man matching Roland's description had stayed with them January 1st, which was the day before he checked into the President Hotel. Uh-huh. And he had used the name Eugene K. Scott. Oh, my God. But that name was also fake. Yeah, he's just making shit up. Yeah. He's trying to not be followed. Yeah. Not make a trail. Yeah, no trails. So Except then, for he connected himself to that hotel by being like, I really this like other hotel that I really want to talk about <laughs> yeah. to yeah. anyone who will listen, apparently. <laughs> Maybe he wanted to. Maybe. Hmm. But there were leads from the public claiming him as some long-lost relative or another, but all of those ended up not being the case. Oh, okay. So people were claiming him, but then it wasn't Yeah, true. but it wasn't him. They were going to have a funeral for him when the funeral home got an anonymous donation to cover the cost of the funeral... They got a bouquet of roses. Mm. Not roses. I want to assume they're roses. Just they got a bouquet of flowers. Uh, yeah, a flower arrangement. With a letter that said, Love forever, Lucille. What the fuck? Then. <laughs> okay. A Maybe year Dawn. La- yeah, fucking. Well, Dawn, I think, was a man. Lucille is a lady. But the fucking neighbor lady heard males and female voices. Bum, 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 bum. Oh, my God. Okay. So then a year later, a lady came forward and said that it was her missing son who had been (gasps) staying at another hotel in the area, and his name was Artemis Ogletree. Oh, Artemis. Yeah. Fun name, right? I love it, actually. There wasn't much more evidence that this was the case versus all the other people who came forward, but they decided to believe her. Okay. (laughs) There's some experts that claim it was only based on a lack of evidence and a wish to get him identified. Yeah, to close the case. Yeah, essentially. But Artemis Ogletree would have been 17 when Roland Owen died. Wow, that's so pretty young. He was younger than everyone yeah. thought, too. Like, the bellhop and everybody was, like, guess they didn't think he was that young. Huh. But that is still an unsolved murder. That's fucking weird. The fingerprints never got tied to anyone. We have DNA now. But they, I don't up. think they left DNA. Like, all the DNA was Roland. Well, we can identify him. Is what I was oh, that's true. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I wonder if they kept any of it. Oh, I don't know. Probably not. That's interesting. It's like the 30s. No yeah, way. right? No They're way. They're like, we don't need blood. You can't do anything with that. Yeah, get it out of here. Isn't that crazy, what though? What the fuck? And he was scared. That's so weird. I think he was meeting up there for, like, a good time, and then some oh, shit went down. Like a sweet prosty? Yeah. A toot? But when he... <laughs> yeah, a toot? But when he he was on the road, 
you know, and had to go to the hospital. And he said, I will kill him, right? Or I'll oh, kill that motherfucker or whatever. That The day that the uh, fucking I'll other guy him. picked him up. Yeah. That he was just in the street. But he, I don't know if he went to the hospital that night or not. The oh. guy only saw him get into the cab. And I don't think the what cab driver. What was he doing in the street with no jacket on? Right? Maybe he was he running left. away from him. Yeah. From Don. Got back to the hotel room. Yeah. And then was like, I'm just going to bleed out here. I don't know. Do you think he had the injuries when he got picked up? The driver that picked him up said that he was holding himself like he might have had more injuries, and he definitely had a scratch on his arm. But you wouldn't be—you would see blood through a shirt if he didn't have a jacket on. That's probably and he true. Got stabbed. But what if you're like sit with your arms crossed because you're like, man, it's cold out here. Also, I'm covering up my stab wounds and all the blood on my shirt. I don't think anyone in this world is badass enough to walk around with a collapsed lung and pretend that they're not stabbed. That's probably fair. I feel like some stabbing happened in the in the hotel room. I feel like the stabbing happened in the hotel room because of blood on the walls and the ceiling. They said it was on the ceiling, too. Yeah, for sure then. And also, somebody responded every time, right? When the bellhop yeah. knocked. Uh-huh. And it was a deeper voice. Well, the bellhop knocked. He said it was Roland that was like, come in. Yeah. And then he's like, the door is locked. And then nothing. And then he was like, okay, fucking hang up the phone, please. Yeah. But, like, how do you know if it's really Roland yeah. or some other guy? That's true. The some... maid said that when she tried to drop off the towels, like, the day before, which I guess Roland was probably still okay then. Yeah. But that was a deeper voice. Oh, okay. But maybe the guy was in there with him, and they're doing something shady, and shit just went wrong, but then the guy was answering for him. Because and... the Roland guy, if he was stabbed and the bellhop was knocking and was like, hang up the phone, he wouldn't be like, come in. Yeah, he'd probably be like, help. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Help. <laughs> I've been stabbed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to call for help. Thank God you came. So maybe he was already like out of it. Yeah. Or maybe he'd been knocked out or something. Or like you said, he was being tortured and like told to stay quiet. But if someone else was in the room with him, they wouldn't yell for him to come in. That's true. Unless they knew it was locked and they weren't going to come in. That's true. So and they're they like, it's trying, locked. And they like, like panic, like it knocks and you're like, uh, come, come in. in. <laughs> and then you just stay really quiet again. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they'll go away yeah but then they didn't not like hang up the phone after so i think roland was the only one in there when when the bellhop would hang up the phone yeah at least to like not get attention yeah crazy right damn that's fucking weird as shit god damn Ugh, these ones rack my brain though because i'm gonna be thinking about this like all week long right yeah (laughs) that's fucking been in my brain all week long too But I can distance myself a little bit because it was the 30s, and I'm like, oh, that's not even time anymore. Yeah. Who even knows? We have, like, fucking cameras now in the hallways. We'd know. Seriously. Who was coming and going. Yeah. And also fingerprints. Yeah. (laughs) And DNA. Yeah. Oh, there was another mention that they said a prostitute lady was, like, wandering the halls, but she was supposedly there to meet a regular client, couldn't find him, and then left. But people are kind of like, well, maybe she was wandering around, fucking went in, had something to do with, like, maybe she's Lucille. Maybe oh, she had something to do with she, somebody. she paid for a funeral. I feel like prostitutes don't have that kind of money because they got to pay their pimps. That's true. I don't actually know the tax bracket <laughs> that they're in. <laughs> I feel like a prosty wouldn't, like, willingly pay for a funeral though no no i wouldn't either you'd be like i work hard for my money i'm gonna keep it exactly not to say there's not kind-hearted prostitutes out there but generally if you're prostituting yeah but there's also like they're already gonna have a funeral and then someone was just like here's a bunch of money for it no yeah that feels like someone knew i think he was a spy that feels like someone was guilty 
they felt guilty or something. Ooh. See, I was thinking, like, he's a spy, and everybody in his little spy group who knows they're spies oh. were spying together, and he just got off. <gasps> what if Lucille is, like, a, like, it's Larry, Ulcer, <laughs> Carl. Or maybe Lucille's, like, his spy lover. Oh, could be that. Yeah. Yeah. Love forever, Lucille. Yeah. Bum, 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 bum. That's crazy. That's crazy, right? Well, goddamn. Goddamn. All right. Well, hey, everybody. It's been hey. real. It's been real. Hey. It's been fun. Check it's out been pictures. Real fun. <laughs> yeah, it's been real fun. Yeah. It's been real fun. Check out pictures related to our cases on our website, isgdpodcast.com. You could also, if you want to email us anything, any suggestions or anything like that, you could do that on our website on our contact us page, or you can email us at isgdpodcast at gmail.com. Or you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, at ISGD Podcast. And soon to be Instagram. Yeah, we're going to figure that out. Yeah. <laughs> and by we, I mean Stacey's going to figure that it's out. It's so dumb because I was a fucking marketing major, so, like, social media is not a big deal. But it's a lot of work to maintain them all. It is. So I'm, like, really nervous about adding a Another third one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But also, you can, like, tie fucking Instagram and Facebook together and shit. So... I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. Yeah, we'll get there. Yeah. Also, you can send us love letters and things. I'll only accept criticisms now in the form of a longhand letter to <laughs> P.O. Box 2764, <laughs> Spring Valley, California, 91979. We... For the record, everybody, we have been doing a lot of promo swaps and we've been getting a lot more new listens and it's been so exciting and so awesome. Super awesome. But with that comes people who don't like us. That's true. <laughs> Which we know is the case. Actually, we know that's the case in our real life oftentimes too. That's pretty fair too. We're either like a you love us or you fucking can't stand us. <laughs> exactly. So we're pretty used to it. But we do put a lot of time and fucking effort into this podcast it's our little hobby now and it's like our little baby and we love it so whenever you get criticism that isn't constructive it's like literally like go fuck yourself you suck yawn and you're just like oh like, that's mean oh that hurts me real deep yeah so you know along with all the new listeners we've also gained some new haters mm -hmm. and so that's what she's referencing in terms of if you hate us you have to long handwrite us from now on mm -hmm. that's the only <laughs> the only official form of criticism i'll accept is a longhand letter well i think that the two main ones that i can think of that mm -hmm. Uh, we have received criticism on have been directly surrounded around the fact that they don't feel that comedy should be related to murder and I just look at that and I'm like well you just listen to the wrong fucking podcast yeah, I that's agree. what we're here for we're literally in the comedy section yeah it is a comedy podcast yeah and like we don't want to be disrespectful to victims or their families and shit which I could see how it could come off that way when we're like cracking jokes but generally we're cracking jokes about the fucking fucktard murderers who have yeah. done that shit and that's then true. also we make like inappropriate 12 year old jokes but but that's why those of you who like us are here yes so <laughs> and we appreciate you motherfuckers we appreciate the fuck out of you and we love you so if you're still with us subscribe rate and review us and give us good reviews to make us feel better about our lives <laughs> yeah to make the bad ones seem like just Nothing. the one-off you know yeah <laughs> that being said you don't have to like us no, absolutely not. If you don't like us, don't stick around because we will offend you. <laughs> and if you do like us, stick around and we will still somehow offend you. That's probably fair. That's a you... fair assessment of our humor. <laughs> yes. So stick around. Give us some love. Keep telling your friends about us. We're really excited that you're listening. Bye. <laughs> Bye.